Hey my friends it's Dr Deepika Krishna and welcome to the special episode of Dr D show Hey I am Dr Deepika Krishna and I'm honored to bring world leaders doctors wellness coach and various information in the field of health and wellness with this podcast I have spent the last 15 years studying the human body, treating, learning, speaking and coaching literally on the top levels on the topics of lifestyle, health, immunity, mindfulness and much more. My goal is inspired by my own personal journey and my mission which is to help you and my audience live love thrive which is to feel more vibrant, more healthier, more confident in every area of your life If you like today's episode click a screenshot share it on Instagram and tag me at Dr Deepika Krishna so that I can see you and give you a shout out or send a hi If you want to go to another level of your health through lifestyle modification and holistic approaches then book a one to one session with me or our expert team of doctors and nutritionists only on www.immunosciences.in It's time to level up my friend and reset your health to the next level and find your authentic awesome self and health again So go click on www.immunosciences.in and let us support you in your health and wellness journey. Now without further delay let's jump straight into today's episode. Hello and namaste to all the viewers who have joined us today for Dr. D's show. Today's episode is called Beauty Inside Out and we will be talking about societal constructs of beauty. even uncover the dark side of beauty and i have a special surprise for all those who are watching this video stay tuned till the end to help us discover the true meaning of beauty aging and skin health we have a special guest who will assist us with her incredible knowledge she is also a board certified aesthetic nurse specialist whose work revolves around holistic science of beauty She is also a well-loved and recognized celebrity skin expert. So let's welcome this gorgeous woman without further delay. Our viewers, we are extremely excited to have you over and poured our inbox with uh, their questions. Uh, my team has managed to gather all the interesting questions of you. But before we address those questions, I think we should help the audience to know what is beauty. and you know we we have uh, as i just mentioned you guys that we have rachel varga here so let's just quickly ask her this first question that what according to her is beauty mm beauty is a feeling and a quiet confidence that comes from being perfectly aligned body mind spirit and energy lovely lovely so well described you know i just love this because you know like they say beauty is in the eyes of beholder and uh, you know i would love to know more about that what are the you know measures of beauty you know when we speak about beauty particularly uh, from the point of aesthetics and how do you uh, decide that you know this is the 
beauty or this is the way one should look is there some you know measures which uh, one has to follow or by that you know you decide yes and no there are something called the ideal facial ratios so leonardo da vinci michelangelo they spent a lot of time looking at the measurements of the different facial features so say for example it's wonderful if the cheek can extend about two millimeters past the brow or the lower lip to be about 1.6 times larger than the upper lip. And when these ideals aren't respected in the world of plastic surgery and aesthetics, we end up looking a little bit overdone. So there definitely are some scientific measurements and uh, proportions that ideally should be respected by a wonderful aesthetic physician or aesthetic nurse that performs rejuvenation procedures like myself. Mm-hmm. However, I would say it should truly come from the goals of the client. So I have people booking uh, one-on-one sessions with me all over the world. Rachel, what do you think I should do to improve a certain skin condition first? So say, for example, diffuse redness to the cheeks and nose, skin sensitivity, rosacea, brown spots, fine lines, wrinkles, sagginess, acne, all sorts of things, melasma, so I would say first and foremost, it depends on what the goal of, of my client is. And then we go from there. But I truly feel that the health is first and foremost. And when you're healthy on the inside, obviously you're going to have better skin and you're going to be more radiant. But it's the radiance that I think is where the true gold is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what do you have to say? Because, you know, uh, like we all know, drinking water is very good for our skin, for hydration. And uh, what's your take on that? Well, I have my water right here. And, (laughs) and it's really important to stay hydrated for my for my voice, obviously, because I'm speaking a lot, but also just for all of the mechanisms in our bodies. We're primarily made of this. And if we don't you know, contribute to the, the, the constitution of our body by consuming healthy foods, not just foods, but really making sure we're in an environment that's good for our body. So we're getting into a little bit more of the, the woo or the energetics or, or what you're spending your time and attention on, what you're listening to, what you're seeing, how you're feeling but also what you're consuming. That's really kind of all part of it. So it's never one thing is more important than the other. I've really found that to uh, be radiant and be beautiful. It, it really comes from putting all of those pieces of the puzzle together. It's, it's quite interesting, actually. Yeah, because, you know, while I gave your introduction and I myself know that you are into kind of, a, I mean, apart from study, you also do a holistic kind of, you know, you guide your patients with holistic kind of treatment. Could you also tell, you know, some, give some tips for our viewers today here, you know, that what kind of holistic measures uh, one should practice to get a good shiny glow like you? Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. First and foremost, you got to get outside. You have to be in nature. You have to ground Take your feet, you take your shoes off of your feet at least once a day, ground to the earth. And that's actually just going to allow for an exchange of a buildup of ions. So say, for example, we have our shoes on, we haven't touched the earth or the leaves, whatever, we'll get a buildup of protons in our body. And that actually on a cellular, uh, you know, ionic level can really wreak havoc with our different processes in our bodies. Because every cell has what's called a protein gradient. So that's actually the science behind why 
nature is so good for you. I also love to recommend uh, cold water plunging. So whether that's salt water or fresh water, I find that that's something that's very healing. These are all free things that I'm listing, mm -hmm. making sure you're getting your food from good sources. And then if you want to get a little bit more high tech, you can start to use devices, for example, like tracking what devices. I, yeah. Mm -hmm, the aura ring. I love this for helping me identify different things that I can do in my evening routine to help myself sleep better. And also you can do a number of different tests. You're very well versed in the world of testing and immunosciences, Dr. Deepika. And I love the idea of doing really, really cool gene tests to identify, you know, what our detox pathways are doing, what foods are going to be right for us, and also different stool tests. Um, so this is giving you yeah, definitely a snapshot of what's going on in your gut. Because if you talk to a number of the, the leading health experts, I, I was chatting with Naveen a little while ago. I'm like, okay, what type of tests are we going to be doing for Naveen is the creator of, of Viome. And he, I, I was saying, you know, what kind of tests are you going to be developing for the skin? And he said, you know what, the gut, that is really where you want to start. Because when you've got a healthy inside, you're going to have a healthy outside. And he's right. Absolutely is right. I mean, in fact, uh, uh, for that matter, we also have uh, started focusing on the gut bacteria more. So our pathology labs, uh, which we have around India, we focus a lot on gut bacteria. And there's so many issues which is dissolved when the bacteria are normalized. In fact, I really feel that, you know, next five to 10 years, probably the only reason of, you know, um, mental distress, anxiety or skin issues would be gut, you know, microbiomes. I think everyone would see that, yes, gut microbiomes are so important. And uh, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. Yeah. What's crazy is that I chat with these Western trained physicians and they'll get sort of laughed at by their colleagues if they start to bring this up, gut health with their patients, unfortunately, in Western medicine. But in other countries of the world, there's such a deep emphasis on your foods and the internal environment of your body. So I'm really looking forward to that continual evolution of health and wellness. You know, you and I, we are really doing our best to send out good information to you listening. And we're so happy to have you here with us. And yeah, it's all about being healthy on the inside. However, if you want great skin, there's for sure certain routines that I've identified to, you know, help you get healthy, radiant, stable skin in just a couple of steps. So I'm happy to review that with you if you like. Absolutely. We would love to know that. What are the steps? Yeah. And it's neat because I've worked with clients for nearly 10 years in a clinical setting. And then I also offer uh, virtual sessions as well to people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I started to identify a few commonalities when when clients would come to me or express that their concern is redness to the cheeks, the nose, pigmentation, melasma, just you know, irregularity in their skin tone, texture, being too sensitive. Right. And I would ask them, okay, what's your routine like? What is your cleansing like? What is your moisturizing like? Are you wearing mineral-based sunscreen? Are you exfoliating? Usually people aren't actually cleansing enough and they're not using the right products. So I've identified that if people are cleansing the skin morning and night, you're getting that dirt, oil, debris, dead skin, and pollution, and of course, makeup, off of the skin so that it can better receive the moisturizers you're gonna be applying 
And your moisturizer, that, the cream you put on your skin, it should have antioxidants in it, like vitamin C, E, hyaluronic acid, and peptides to feed and nourish the skin. Look at your moisturizer like a nutraceutical, like, like for you, what you create with immunosciences. And it's really important to be feeding the skin on the inside, but also topically as well. So I'm a big fan of recommending for my clients medical grade skincare. So this isn't the skincare you're going to be finding on the shelves at the beauty stores. These are really products that are created by companies, much like nutraceutical companies that do lab testing. They are making sure that the vitamin C, which is a very potent antioxidant, it helps uh, to give the skin a little extra protection from oxidative stress. But if that vitamin C isn't stable, what happens is that it can actually become a free radical and cause oxidative stress on the skin. So the, the quality of the ingredients and then how that final formulation is kept stable is really important. So cleansing morning and night, moisturizing morning and night, face, neck, chest, and hands, and using mineral-based sunscreen, so zinc and titanium dioxide every single day. Do not use a chemical filter. And then exfoliating a few times a week is really key. So yeah, that's basically it. Cleanse, moisturize, sunscreen, exfoliation. Then add the extras like antioxidant serums and dermal rolling and all that stuff. That's amazing. Very good, good knowledge you have given us. But you, you also added, just you spoke about that, you know, adding the sunscreen and the moisturizer to your neck and chest. With, of course, you know, a lot of us, we forget it. We, just, we are just concerned on the face. And, uh, you know, later when the start, aging sign starts to show, then, you know, we are putting the creams or moisturizers on the neck or skin. So what is the right way to apply, you know, a moisturizer, particularly on the skin? Because a lot of time, um, some doctors, they say that you have to do the lymphatic drainage where you have to move your hands from up to down. And then, you know, some, uh, they say that you have to bring it from down to up. So what is the right way to do? This is such a timely question because I was spending some time with my mother yesterday and uh, I, I had just, you know, given her some things to use and it's like, okay, mom, I want you to wash your face and take your makeup off and then put this on. And I watched her wash her face and I was mortified with how she was doing it. So she had put some water in the sink. She had a washcloth and she was putting her cleanser on the washcloth and then going like this and then putting the, the, the washcloth in the sink and rinsing it off. And then she's just doing that a few times going from the face back to the sink water. I'm like, you were putting dirty water back on your face. And I was looking at the sides of her face here and there was still makeup. She wasn't cleansing properly. So let's just start with the basics here. Wash your face, wash your hands first. Mm -hmm. I like to, uh, apply the product depends on the product you're using, but about a a dime sized amount or like half a teaspoon amount suds it up in your hands a little bit and then just kind of massage it. So yes, when you're massaging your cleanser in for sure, doing these types of motions. So lymphatic drainage, opening up the the thoracic lymph nodes so that everything can flow out first. That's really important. And then using fresh water from the faucet. I like to wash my face in the evening and do a double cleanse in the bath or the shower so that I can really well, you know, properly rinse off all of the cleanser and makeup and then do a double cleanse. And then the same thing with the moisturizer. So after you've cleansed the skin, just gently pat your skin. I like to take a towel to my hairline 
my jawline. And then I, I'll put my moisturizer in the palms of my hands and then I'll just kind of massage it in that motion like like you mentioned but can we go harsh with while we do massage or you know you just have to be gentle and just very light what is the exact way like you definitely don't have to press too firmly because the lymph nodes in the face they actually respond to very light pressure so one other thing i noticed in my dear mother is she was actually taking the washcloth and rubbing a little too firmly along her eyelids and the eyes are the first area of the face to age. And what happens if you actually rub your eyes a lot or you're too aggressive to the delicate eyelid skin, you're actually going to be stretching out the tissue and created a more likelihood of developing hooded eyelids, hooded upper eyelids, skin mm -hmm. laxity, things like that. So you want to be really gentle around your eyes. I don't like the idea of using these cleansing washcloths and things like that. Just use your hands, yeah. but you should be using a cleanser that's going to be effective at the job. And if it's not, then maybe just get a different cleanser, get a better one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I loved it because you mentioned, you know, rubbing the eyes. In fact, uh, I had this habit, you know, rubbing the eyes very badly till later, uh, till 30s when I realized, okay, you know, now you don't have to do it. You have to really stop it. But yeah, I mean, because that I think people do have a lot of eye issues. So in fact, if someone is having, they should go and check, go check with some ophthalmologist because, you know, there are a lot of reasons uh, people do rub their eyes. So, yeah, I mean, you spoke about, you know, applying sunscreen, mineral sunscreen, and you also spoke about going out at the sun, you know, uh, doing the for the holistic healing and getting all the good benefits of vitamin D. But, you know, when we apply sunscreen, we don't we are not able to absorb the entire good vitamin uh, D. So what is the technique? You know, what well, what should one do? Um, do we apply the sunscreen and then go out in the sun or do we don't apply what, what, what one should do? All right. Well, in an ideal world, here's what you do in the morning. You wake up, you do your grounding routine, you say whatever prayers that you want to ground yourself in the day, clear yourself, set your intention, journal, whatever you want to do. And then go outside with your coffee or your tea and, you know, get naked and get a good 15 minutes of sun exposure outside in the early in the early morning not everybody's going to do that so just do the best you can but i do recommend getting as much full body exposure i'm not saying i you know get outside naked every morning but you get what i'm i'm alluding to you know put on a tank top shorts whatever get as much full body exposure as you can mm -hmm. so that you do get that vitamin D synthesis. It's very important for, as you, you know, with cancer protection, mm -hmm. but a lot of us still need to supplement the vitamin D. And then later on in the evening. So in the later day, in the later hours of the day where the UVA and UVB rays are going to be a little bit lower, again, mm -hmm. get as much of that full body exposure as you can so what that looks like for me with my schedule, at the end of the day, after my online appointments or in the clinic seeing clients, I'll, you know, put on my bathing suit, I'll do some reading outside, I'll do some work outside, I'll, I'll get my grounding in at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's how I like to navigate that or using different light therapies in the home, for example, red light therapy. Yes. But what you don't want to do is do your workout outside without your sunscreen because runners that don't put on their products in their sunscreen are just known in the world of aesthetic medicine, aesthetic nursing to age 
significantly faster than everybody else. Yes, they're healthy and all of this stuff, but you do have to be careful about that non-protected sun exposure. So first thing in the morning, later in the evening for about 15, 15 minutes or so is great. Then put your, your products on, your sunscreen. Not to mention getting sun in your eyes in the first um, in the first few moments of the day is actually really nice for activating certain pathways in the eyes. There's some really cool information coming out on that. Yes. In fact, it works very well with the, even the neuroscience says, you know, getting that red light in your eyes when the sun rises, it's just amazing. And it works so much, you know, chemical, neurochemical things happening in our mind and body, which is just amazing. So since you know that, you know, India is a country of yoga and speaking about yoga, uh, I mean, these days, particularly during the lockdown and the COVID thing and, and between the pandemic, people were not able to go to cosmetologist or a beauty station. In fact, I have seen a lot of YouTube videos and suddenly people coming up with face yogas. So what do you have to tell about face yogas? This is a great question. And I actually have done an interview talking about facial yoga and you can find this on my YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And I've, I've really kind of poo-pooed this for a while because when I meet with people and you know, they're complaining of sagging to the jawline, we get a lot of sagging to the jawline because of our facial muscles. For example, our DAO muscle here, this muscle is actually what creates the bulk of the jowl. So through talking and chewing, this muscle gets bigger, right? So that's why we get that width to the jawline when we're smiling. I'm actually writing an academic paper on this very topic right now. It'll be published in a few short months, which is exciting. But we do want to be careful of some of the muscles that can be overdeveloped in the face that can precipitate aging, such as the DAO muscle. Mm-hmm. and the mentalis muscle, which can create the dimpled chin if you pout out your lower lip, and then for the neck bands as well. So the platysma bands on the neck, when we flex them, they will pop out a little bit. And that can actually add to um, the formation of horizontal necklace lines. However, with some of the strategies in facial yoga, it does feel really nice. And there, I'm sure, can be some lovely impacts. But what I think has happened is there have been people that have made these Pinterest pictures, you yeah. know, flex your jawline, right? And that's actually making things sort of, I, that is not true facial yoga. I'm a huge fan of yoga. It's a fabulous grounding technique and bringing awareness to your skin and your face and loving that aspect of yourself when you're doing those motions, I think is fantastic. But I would go for the, you know, the ultra traditional, well-established facial yoga, not some of these like new things that you're going to see online. Absolutely. In fact, you know, a lot of time uh, people just watch it and they become the teachers and they, I mean, it's completely misled. So the right yeah. form is absolutely missing. If there is any, I do not know if there is any right form of facial yoga, but yes, I mean, it's under the covers. I mean, you really have to dig deep to find out the right facial yoga. So, you know, speaking about, um, you know, uh, the skin and we spoke about the massage techniques and everything. And you have, uh, could you also tell me that, you know, a lot of time, uh, like we have heard from our parents, you know, our mother, like my mother used to tell me that 
sleep on a satin bed sheet or a satin pillow that will really uh, stop you from wrinkling although it doesn't make me very comfortable because it's a warm country you know sleeping in a warm satin sheet is not very comfortable for me so what do you have to tell about that does it actually work or it is just something which doesn't work this is definitely something that i have done for the last 10 years of my life and i feel like i kind of look better than i did about 10 years ago when i started my own personal journey towards looking after my skin better mm-hmm. getting some laser treatments to promote collagen do some really cool at home collagen boosting treatments like red light therapy dermal rolling at home microneedling supplements as you are um, you know very very knowledgeable on but yes i do use a particular anti-aging support pillow that not only has a silk pillowcase but also contains things like copper and copper is antimicrobial anti-aging pillow that that sounds really interesting uh, what is that yeah so it is actually this this one pillow that i'm referencing is called the nv pillow if you go to my website at rachelvarga.ca slash blog and just do a quick nv search the pillow is called envy it's a device that was actually created by fellow nurses like myself aesthetic nurses that started to notice that when people were coming to see us and they had all these vertical lines on their face so say for example vertical lines between the brows on the lids the forehead the vertical lines to the upper lip can be precipitated by side sleeping right so if you're sleeping on your side yeah. you're squishing your fat pads you're creating more bone reabsorption and you're creating buckling of the skin which is going to create vertical sleep lines same with on the chest we can develop these vertical lines here as well and so i'm a firm believer of using a particular type of device that's going to give you the right back and neck support while you sleep so you can still get that detox of your brain and lymphatic drainage essentially of the csf fluid taking out the toxins while you sleep in a certain position sometimes we have to sleep on our sides because of different injuries so say shoulder injury or hip injury or knee injury so when you use certain pillows they reduce the compression of the face which accelerates the compression of the face is going to accelerate aging 100% so it's all of these layers that we can do to improve things it's really sounding very very you know interesting uh, because you know i think most of the people particularly if you talk about me i like to sleep at one side you know i like mostly at my uh, right side yeah how do people change their sleeping habit because i know for that matter that yes sleeping on one side do create a lot of uh, a shift in your bone and because you are sleeping on that particular side ears together uh, does the pillow which you are mentioning also gives the equal comfort uh, sleeping on the back I personally flip-flop a little bit. Sometimes I'll be on my side, sometimes I'll be on my back. I definitely wake up with less neck pain when I sleep on my back. It's really going to be different for everybody. The these types of pillows that have a certain degree of support, they take a little getting used to, but for a long-term usage of it is great. So Dr. Dipeka, yes, your right side is your smaller side, and that's because you sleep on that side. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean I could notice the change on my face, you know, like 
uh, yeah, I mean, one side is little cheeky and another side is little slimmer. Although, you know, I did not notice till the time I have met any doctor who is works on the screen because you are every day watching yourself doesn't make. So does the these kind of uh, shifts on the face, you know, one side looks different, the other side looks different. Does it happen because of the sleeping habit or is it genetic as well? It's both. Oftentimes we are created wonderfully and beautifully and uniquely and one side can be slightly different from the other. It's pretty normal and that actually can create some beauty to us, right? So if we had exactly symmetric uh, features on each side, we would look a little bit maybe even just strange or too perfect, if you will. So having these slight nuances between the sides can actually be quite beautiful and lend to some character, if you will. However, from the position of anti-aging, I don't really like to use that word. I like to use the word proactive aging, doing things to help us age well, um, not sleeping on one side for your whole life. That's going to be a good thing. So doing what you can to sleep on your back. But if you have to sleep on your side, use a particular type of pillow like the one that I mentioned. There's a lot of imitations out there that are made of you know, terrible toxic foams and things like that. It's very important for you to be aware of. But if you have a type of pillow that reduces the compression, that's going to be helpful. You'll still get a little bit of compression, but it will at least be better than, say, sleeping on a traditional pillow, which will uh, lead to the development of the very deep vertical lines. Anthony Hopkins is a great example uh-huh. of someone who has very deep vertical lines on their forehead. Yes, yes, yes. These pandemic situations have also increase the sale of jade roller and uh, something called cool ice roller and the jade stone. In fact, myself, I bought one jade stone and I really don't know how it does it work. And I've, yeah, I've gone through the YouTube videos, but try to do myself. But does it actually work? Does it help with the skin and the anti-aging thing? Okay, so there's a couple of different types of rollers. So let's just add some clarity to this conversation. Mm -hmm. So there are dermal rollers, which contain tiny, tiny needles, which create something called collagen induction therapy. This is a decades old technique to create little tiny channels into the skin, much like aerating the lawn. I love my dermal roller. I recommend it for a number of my clients and it's a great little tool. And what we do is we do rolling on the face. We create these little channels of injury, and then we apply different products to actually be absorbed transdermally. You have to be very specific products, very clean products with actives like copper peptide, hyaluronic acid, lactic acid, Mm -hmm. uh, glutathione, vitamin B, retinol. Uh, So I work with a number of those types of products that I could recommend for your audience here. Just book a call with me uh, at my website, rachelvarga.ca. There's a lot to know with dermal rolling. You don't just want to buy a roller off Amazon or eBay because a lot of times there are what's called counterfeit rollers and the rollers can actually contain heavy metals if they're made in a subpar facility. The needles should be surgical steel. And I work with two different manufacturers of dermal rollers, one from South Africa, one from the U.S., that have been making rollers since the 90s. But you do not want to get those uh, cheaper knockoffs from these third-party websites. Uh, For safety reasons, the actual needles can sometimes up close be blades, or they can get embedded in the skin. I've just heard of so many things. And so people buy these rollers, but then they don't know what to do. Right. And then it just they've wasted their money. And that is not the type of consumer that I want to uh, encourage. Right. 
So, so that's different. But when used well, you have your stabilized skin kit, cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, scrub. Then you can integrate different active serums, get the skin used to getting talked to, then integrate the dermal roller. I love that type of approach. So it takes some guidance on that, so that's what I do. The jade rollers is basically just supporting lymphatic drainage. Do I have a jade roller? No, I do not have a jade roller. What I do have are fingertips, right? So when I'm putting my products on, I'm using my own fingertips. I'm facilitating my own lymphatic drainage. But I do have a gua sha tool. And my traditional Chinese medicine therapist gave, uh, gave me a lovely tool, bless his heart. And I love doing my gua sha on my neck, uh, my jawline. I don't really do it on my face. I'll just use my fingertips. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it can help with lymphatic drainage and also help to straighten out the fascia, which are these two very thin layers of tissue underneath the skin, which we're learning so much about of being, you know, housing mitochondria and being able to facilitate nutrients deep into the skin. But do I think you need to buy a 30 to $70 jade roller online? That is a, a hard no. That's a no. Wow. Okay. But how do we understand Like you, uh, you spoke about the, the rollers, which has got the needles, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. What is it called? What is it called? Yeah, they're called dermal rollers. Yeah, you need to get them from a trusted source that's getting them from appropriate manufacturers and then also to be guided on how to use it properly. This is not something that you want to just willy-nilly start to do and uh, you know get this one that this influencer is talking about. You really want to get it through a trusted provider that, that has been working with the dermal rollers for many, many years and using products that are backed by research. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I do. Um, and they have to be preservative-free, emulsifier-free, paraben, phthalate, sulfate, artificial dyes, fragrance, not tested on animals. The list goes on, right? So I do this heavy lifting and sifting for my clients. So they just show up, book the call with me. Okay, what are your goals? Great. Try this, 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 this. Here you go. Here's your plan. And so I, I really take that guesswork out of it because you could spend days trying to do research but unfortunately, a lot of the research that you might end up doing online are sort of paid advertorials, and you might not know that. Absolutely. Uh, but are these the jade roller, the derma roller, is some kind of age uh, which one can use or it can be used from any age from teens to maybe 80s, 90s? Or is there you know, some particular age group that can be used for? Yeah, so for at-home microneedling, you could start to do it in your teens if you wanted to, to... And start to reduce things like acne. I work with a number of clients, uh, both celebrities and also pensioners, right? People on a really tight budget, people with an unlimited budget. Everybody can do dermal rolling. It's actually uh, what I found in, in my experience, this is anecdotally, of course, but clients that say don't have a huge budget for skincare or, or they can't afford laser treatments or injectables, they'll be very diligent with their skincare and dermal rolling. And I've seen women in their late 70s with no brown spots, no wrinkles, yes. lots of beautiful collagen in their skin. And they're just very diligent with what they do at home. And I'm thinking of one client in particular, she has a lot of health issues. So she shouldn't have great skin, but she does because she spends time and attention on it, which is great. So it's kind of an option that's um, great for a lot of people, but not always for everybody. One thing you have to be careful about is it's never going to be one thing that fixes all the things. 
And so that's why having some guidance to have realistic expectations with what you can expect from these different options is really key because the world of um, aesthetic medicine, plastic surgery, there is so many things to waste your time and money on. And so that's why ethically I feel very good about the work that I do because Mm -hmm. I like to recommend things that I've really just seen work over nearly a decade of being in the industry and help people avoid the different technologies that are really subpar that are based on flaky research because there's so many options that have limited downtime are more comfortable and are more effective than other options. Not all lasers and skincare products are created equally. Yeah, and it's hard to get the correct guidance. So much open out there in the market. And these days, it is so easy to get these kind of products or, you know, to reach any kind of a doctor. But then a lot of time, uh, people do end up, you know, making their face more worsened than it was before. So yes, I think one should be very careful on, you know, selecting their doctor, selecting uh, whoever is treating their skin. It's it's an absolutely important because skin is eventually the largest organ. And I really like that you have mentioned that, you know, um, you spoke about taking care of our gut and healthy nutrition, yeah. and how nutrition works wonderful uh, for your skin as well, because whatever goes inside, it shows on your skin. So speaking about that, you know that we are a nutraceuticals company, which is called Immunosciences, and uh, we have fabulous products. So whatever nutrition requirement, which we don't get from our food generally, because you know the soil is such and because of the different reasons. So we make sure that to provide customized nutrition, customized supplements to our clients out there. So we are also very particular in, you know, taking care of the nutrition. In fact, for cancer patients, for all our people who come for different kinds of lifestyle diseases, we the nutrition is a very, very big part of our treatment. I just actually wanted to say something in there because when I take my nutraceuticals and I have more antioxidants on board and I remember to take my, my supplements, um, I burn less. I'm able to be outside for longer because I have more internal protection. So it's really cool, this concept. So your clients are getting a benefit of you know, cancer protection, immune boosting um, benefits, but they're also getting this layer of internal sun protection as well. So someone like myself with my skin type, I burn like nothing outside. I want to be outside. I want to enjoy nature. I don't always want to slather myself in sunscreen. So when I take my internal sun, sun protection uh, through my antioxidants and nutraceuticals, like you mentioned, it makes a big difference for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, speaking about uh, anti-aging, we all want supple, nice, glowing skin. Is there any home remedy you suggest or, you know, what are the treatments which you have to get a nice, you know, glass skin, what they say, speaking about glass skin, you know, there's a Korean skin therapy, which is very, very popular. So I would like to know uh, about that as well, that, you know, what is Korean skin um, therapy and does it work? I think there are a lot of steps over there. So does it work? And what do you recommend to get a, you know, glass skin? Okay, first of all, let's just spend a hot second on this because where I see people getting lost is they buy all of these products. They have no idea how to use them. And there's so many bottles and packages and, and, and just extra things to buy and all these steps. Nobody has time for that. Nobody is actually going to do like a 10 to 20 step routine. Forget it. <laughs> Cleanse, moisturize, sunscreen, exfoliation. 
that's it. You can add the extras in later, but you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want to overwhelm your skin. But I think it's great for people to sort of just see what feels good for them, but really to do a step, um, you know, a multi-step process that's, that's more than that is a little bit unnecessary in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You could add different lightening agents to the skin, uh, like kojic acid or hydroquinone for lightening the skin, but you would, you would add that into the routine after you've established your, your, your basics and what stabilizes your skin, then add the extras because the extras and the actives can sometimes cause a little bit of reactivity. Mm -hmm. So you never want to start there or do everything at once. So I hope I've answered your question about um, sort of my take on Korean beauty. Yes, yes, absolutely. In fact, I mean, people who are not looking for an anti-aging treatment and just want to, you know, glowy, nice skin, can they also apply the Kojic and uh, the hydroquinine cream, which you have mentioned, or at your clinic, would you have any treatment for them who are not looking for uh, any anti-aging kind of treatment? Yeah, so for anti-aging treatments and pigmentation, that's going to be a whole particular protocol that's actually going to depend on your skin type. And what I'm talking about is the Fitzpatrick skin type scale, right? So the, you know, I'm kind of like a, a skin type two. I don't have a lot of melanin in my skin. You're going to be a, you're going to be higher on the skin type spectrum because you have more melanin in the skin. So in fact, there are some laser treatments that aren't going to be a good idea for you, but then some that are. And what it matters is actually the target of the laser. Is the target water? Mm-hmm. Or is the target melanin and hemoglobin? So you, you can kind of just, we're scratching the surface. There's a lot of science and information that needs to go into creating a plan for you. Uh, but there's also great just general treatments for keeping the skin clean that go beyond sort of like a spa facial. Chemical peels are fantastic. I love chemical peels. But in terms of, uh, but again, not all chemical peels are made equally. Yes. And at-home options. I love my at-home stuff. Um, I really like to use essential oils that are actually made where I live. So I live on a very beautiful island. It's called Vancouver Island. We have a lot of people that live here that live here because we can live a particular life. I have farms across the street. There's horses. There's chickens. I get my blueberries and all sorts of uh, wonderful delicious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I practice what I preach, right? And, and the, the way that we live is, is very, very important. So getting back to at home remedies, I like using locally made essential oils. Rose oil is my Oh, that is just what gets me going. I love it. And also some local lavender as well. So I'll do like a bath oil, right? You can make your own with whatever carrier oil you want, whatever carrier oil you might recommend, whether it's sweet almond or avocado. You have to be very careful with the oil that you select because there's a lot of toxins in particular oils. So you might have an oil that you like to recommend to um, make your own sort of like base and then you put the essential oils in. I love bath oils. They are just my favorite. My husband and I will use it for giving ourselves massages. Uh, I use hair oil as well. I use a really lovely all organic hair oil from the UK. I adore it. Um, 
yeah, those are some of my favorite at home things to do, like make your own bath oil, body oil. I don't recommend spending a lot of money on medical grade body creams. I find that just being able to make your own is great with some locally sourced essential oils is, is wonderful, but don't make your, I don't like to recommend making your own like face scrubs or face creams or face oils or, or body scrubs Mm -hmm. because using like sugar, salt, rice, apricot hull, cranberry hull, can be very abrasive on the skin. So that's definitely something I don't recommend you try and formulate yourself. But a lot of times I work with people and they're using particular uh, oils on the face that they've made or that are locally made uh, facial oil products. They tend to actually have the highest rates of skin sensitivities, which is a bit funny. But I feel like if, if they're trying to cleanse their skin with oil and then they're moisturizing their skin with oil, they're not actually really cleansing skin well enough. So that's kind of my experience with, with uh, home remedies. So when you speak about holistic healing, you uh, told us, you know, about your routine, that what you are doing every day morning, what are your practices? What is your take on spirituality and, um, you know, energy healing? And what do you do to keep yourself calm and at pace? What, what is the thing? This is actually something that is very special to me. My great grandmother was actually the first, the second ordained female minister in Canada. She's an evangelical minister. So I come from this beautiful lineage of women that, you know, were very spiritual and I feel very blessed to have that. So I got some pretty big shoes to fill, but it doesn't really matter what your spirituality is because it's going to be something that's unique for you. Religion is sort of a whole other topic. But I truly believe that everyone has the capacity to develop a spiritual practice. So my husband, he's a pro athlete. His spirituality, his church is looking after his temple, his body, right? So it will look different for everybody. So for me, this is something that I have learned to really make sure I connect with on a daily basis to stay grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned. I need to do this and especially get out in nature to keep my nervous system in check, much like yourself as a healer. Can you tell us again, grounded, balanced, centered and aligned. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. These are all things that we should, that we should uh, care about. So some of us are going to be a little bit more sensitive to different stimuli than others. I am one of those people. If I hear people talking, if I hear city noise, it's hard for me to relax. So some of the things that I do is I love to commune in nature. I like to hop in my Jeep, go up Island, you know, three hours out of cell phone reception. I've seen bears. I've seen cougars. You won't end up hearing any human noise, no traffic, no airplanes. I'll obviously go with, you know, my husband or best friend, things like that. But that is another sort of way to add to my spiritual layer. And I feel like when I spend the time on focusing on my, my soul health, my spiritual health, it then trickles into my mental health and, you know, my nervous system health as well. So it's really interesting, but it's something that I absolutely have to do to empty myself so that I can come back and then fill my cup back up and continue to serve others. But I'm really looking forward to the type of woman that I will become 
when I'm in my 60s, I really want to get into um, some different healing modalities as I continue on in this path of being a human. And I, I really look forward to sort of how that evolves in this life for me. Oh, that's so nice. You know, connecting with nature, practicing spirituality. You are a superwoman, it seems. You know, you're doing so many stuff. So do you also suggest to your client who come to you for your for the skin rejuvenation? Do you suggest them as well? Okay, this is a really great question because I started to notice the different clients that were working with me and the different qualities that some of them would have. I started to notice certain men and women I would work with that they would come into the room or I would meet with them in an online session and they just had this air about them. They had this calmness. They had this brightness. They had what I'm considering to be radiance. And so I would ask these, these people, okay, what are you doing to look after your body, mind, spirit, and energy? What are your, your practices? along with, you know, what are your skin routines and things like that. And I started to notice some common threads mm -hmm. that the most beautiful and radiant people that I was working with, they had a spiritual practice. It didn't really seem to matter what spiritual practice, as long as it was giving them joy, it wasn't hurting anyone. Uh, you know, it was based in love and joy and wanting to help themselves and others around them. And so I started to take notes out of their playbooks. And this was just simply an observation that I made as a clinician. So then I started to kind of dig deeper into that with, you know, some of the, the mentors that I work with. And that's where the work around radiance came from for me. Oh, lovely. In fact, uh, I also know some people who are, you know, shining always have this vibrant energy and they all are huge spiritual. Speaking about skin, what do you recommend that uh, what one should do apart from the five steps which you have mentioned, you know, or maybe, you know, what are the initial symptoms which comes on uh, when we speak about aging and what one uh, should do to take care of the particular so beginning, the signals of aging? Yeah, so this is a very broad question. And we need to start with first, okay, what is your skin concern? Is it acne? Is it brown spots? Is it melasma? Is it fine lines, wrinkles, hooded eyelids, sagging to the jawline? There are different ways to address each of those things that I mentioned. So I, I need to spend a whole hour with my clients to really go through how a plan would look like for them. And this is what I do. I don't know why more people aren't doing this. I have no idea why, but this is really, this is really kind of what it takes. So cultivating that morning and evening routine with your skincare, with your grounding practices, with your, you know, health and vitality practices is kind of, it, it, they really go hand in hand, but the skincare products do need to be customized based on what your specific skin goals are. So say, for example, a moisturizer that someone who's acne prone, like myself, is going to be a very different moisturizer than someone who has very, very dry skin or the, the active ingredients for someone if they have melasma or hyperpigmentation is again going to be very different for someone with acne. So the, the basic skincare routine needs to be customized depending on what the skin goals are. And then the extras also then need to be customized as well. So if anyone tries to tell you, you know, here, just use this kit and it's from one brand, 
that's not always a good sign. So when I'm making recommendations for my clients, I pull different products from about 10 different medical grade skincare lines that I've worked with for near a lot of them nearly a decade that are backed by research. So that's actually a good sign when not all your products are in the same, you know, brand or company. Because what I've noticed is that some brands have duds and some brands have superstars. So Mm -hmm. I sift through that for my clients. A proper advice, a medical advice is absolutely necessary when you are looking for, a, you know, skin and particularly anti-aging. You know, people uh, do ask me, which I want to ask you, you know, that uh, the signs which they don't notice is the wrinkles start coming on the neck and then probably the hands they see, you know, a lot of aging sign and the knees, thighs, you know, these are big places which one is always ignoring. But, you know, you're going for a beach holiday and suddenly you're wearing your uh, bikini and you notice, oops, you know, it's not looking very good. So uh, what can one do to delay those symptoms? Or if they have some kind of signs, what should one, uh, one can do then? You know, do you have any kind of procedure for that? Mm-hmm. So there's lots of procedures and then there's lots of food tips here. So I'm just going to be a bit funny here. (laughs) If you have wrinkles on your neck, you need to eat two cups of blueberries every single day. If you have cellulite, you need to eat a whole watermelon each day. No, anyone who tries to tell you eat this type of food for this isn't really necessarily giving you the best advice for you. Because for example, I don't do great with oats, right? I don't do good with a a number of different things because I've tested for that. I've done tests to help me figure out which foods are like my superfoods Mm -hmm. and which foods are okay for me and then which foods I absolutely need to avoid. This stuff has been researched since the 50s. This isn't new information, but now it's available more mainstream with different gene and stool and gut tests, right? Which is great. So what I recommend, if you're curious about which superfoods are right for you, you need to test it and don't guess it. Some people are going to be very in tune and intuitive with their body and they'll notice, okay, when I eat this type of food, I feel really good. I feel Mm -hmm. energized. And then when I eat this type of food, when I go to the bathroom, the elimination process, I just don't feel that great. That's awesome. But for the most part, people aren't that in tune with their body. So if you are okay with spending, you know, a couple hundred dollars on getting some tests done Mm -hmm. and saving you a lot of time and saving you from buying supplements you probably don't need, I would definitely do that route. And so I hope I answered your question about foods, right? It's, It's not one thing for everybody. It's very unique, right? So the different types of foods that are right for me, I'm, I'm Dutch, you know, that's, that's my ethnic background, English, Irish, and you're, you're, you're from India. Our genetic background is very different. So the fermented foods that you would eat are that are better for your constitution. The fermented foods that I need to eat are better for my constitution. It's, it's very interesting. Absolutely. I mean, it goes back to our genes and uh, the place we have born because, you know, uh, those microbiomes are only good for our gut because uh, we are born that place and we have been eating uh, that kind of food from our childhood. So yes, every person, every individual has a different diet and uh, we have to find what suits our stomach, our skin and everything. So we're talking earlier, we were talking about 
lymphatic drainage and the fascia and facial massage and gua sha tools and jade rollers. If you have cellulite, what's causing the cellulite on the thighs is the buckling of the fascia and then the, the fat globules, right? So that's why you get that cottage cheese type of effect. Women get this more than men. So whatever you can do to keep your fascia smooth through massage, through at-home gua sha, lymphatic drainage, dry brushing, cupping okay. on your thighs are going to help to release that, that uh, tense and um, unhealthy fascia to create smoother. So yogis have better fascia. They have less cellulite. Oh, wow. I did not know that. <laughs> That's a good tip to do. If you decrease your cellulite, it, of course, uh, takes away some signs of aging as well. Your legs, your arms look very good. Uh, you, can, you can microneedle off the face as well. So there's actually body microneedling techniques available too. Okay. That's wonderful as well. So Rachel, uh, breast sagging is, you know, one of the biggest concern, which a lot of ladies out there are worried. Actually, a lot of time it's not even real. But uh, what would you like to suggest our viewers who are concerned about breast sagging, particularly for the uh, females who are breastfeeding? How do they take care of their breasts to avoid the signs of aging or to avoid the sagging? Mm-hmm. So just a reminder, whatever you do to the face, do to the neck, the chest as well. So put your skincare on your chest even before you've, you've gotten dressed. So you get the whole area. Obviously, be careful about doing this when you're breastfeeding because you don't want your child to be eating your skincare, if you will, no matter how clean it is. Uh, a lot of times the breast sagging is due to a change in the skin and the volume underneath the skin. So there are certain lasers that can actually break apart the scar tissue, which is what a stretch mark is. There are other different options to promote collagen in the tissue, like at-home dermal rolling, like protecting the skin and not getting too much sun exposure in our sort of V shirts, if you will. Right. So it's nourishing the skin all of the time and then doing things to promote collagen in the skin. Another tip is to maybe sleep in some type of support bra and for reducing uh, some sagging or vertical lines on the chest, try not to sleep on your sides. That can be really helpful as well. And there's obviously um, surgeries that are available too. There's some uh, really, really interesting techniques that are being available for lifting the breasts as well and utilizing your own tissue to almost uh, change the shape of the breast. There's also other things such as fat transfer, PRP. Those are very new. So what I recommend is if you're looking at the surgical route, that you use a method that's been around for at least 10 years. Right. You really want to stay away from like the bright and shiny stuff in the world of aesthetic medicine and aesthetic nursing. Right, right. You know, if one, a, a common person wants to get such kind of treatment, you know, get a, a beautiful skin, how much does these kind of treatment cost? I'm sure, I mean, the skin treatment, some of the skin treatments are really expensive, but a basic uh, treatment, how much would it cost? Yeah, so there is really no basic treatment, right? It depends on the skin needs. If someone needs to take care of color, there's mm -hmm. going to be a particular laser, which could range anywhere from about 500 to 800 a session for pigmentation. Sometimes people will need to do 
three of those um, to get the result that they want. By the way, this is educational information, not medical advice. Always check with your physician first. And then if you're wanting to promote collagen, glassiness to the skin, thicken up the skin, lower eyelids, plump the lip with lasers. Yes, laser lip plumping is something that I do see happen. And thicken up the skin to the neck and the jawline. Then there are different types of lasers available that are a bit more resurfacing, if you will, a lot of collagen, you're going to be red for a couple of days. Those can range anywhere from about $1,000 to $2,000. And you may need uh, a handful of treatments of those as well. And then you might just be looking at after you've done, say, a package, you might want to do uh, some maintenance work every couple of times a year, if you will. But what's really important is to maximize what you're doing at home. Because early, um, you know, starting your self care at as early of an age as possible is great so that you don't necessarily have to do some of the more expensive laser and other non-surgical injectable options as well. But it's also very important to know that certain treatments have limitations and then certain treatments are really good at certain things. So depending on the goal of say you listening, it sometimes you'll have to layer different treatments together to get the the outcome that you're wanting. But when it comes to, for lasers, something to be aware of here, lifting or tightening, a lot of times lasers aren't great at doing that. So always be aware when you hear someone saying, oh, you know, we'll lift the jawline with three of these, this package of treatments, just, just uh, get your guard up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the skin treatment is also like, you know, the food, uh, it's very customized and very individual according to your needs. That was um, my last question, but I would really like you to, you know, give some kind of you know, information or some kind of tips to our uh, viewers today to take care of their skin because you spoke a lot about, you know, taking care, uh, how holistically you can take care of your skin and you uh, taught about the cleansing procedures, but a quick, you know, tip which one can do at home and, uh, and where can they find you if they want to contact you and what is the procedure? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I have a great free resource for everybody listening. If you head over to my website at rachelvarga.ca, you'll see this cute little pop-up of a picture of my husband and I because we, we've joined forces for a couple of things because we really learn and support one another in beautiful ways. But when you register for my newsletter, you're going to get a copy of my sophisticated skin cheat sheet, which is just like a really nice outline of the cleansing, moisturizing, sun protection, and exfoliation that I talked about with some extra info that you're going to need to know. And for everybody listening, I'm extending a, a nice promotion to everyone. So if you use the promo code Dr. Deepika, D-R-D-E-E-P-I-K-A, you will get 15% off of your one-on-one call with me. And so that's really going to give you that customized guidance for what I like to consider the holistic science of beauty, what you do at home with dermal rolling, red light therapy, skincare, different tests that are available And that's always evolving, which is really fun. Keeps me on my toes. And then also the different in-clinic things that you can access as well, which I'll I'll lay out for you, create this whole plan. It's it's a really great process. I work with people all over the world. And check out my podcast, The Rachel Varga Podcast. I love sharing all things body, mind, spirit, energy to help you be your, your most beautiful, radiant, and vibrant version possible for many years to come. 
Thank you so much for the discounts and thus you spoke about your product and I'm going to buy the pillow which you have mentioned. I really need one. But yes, um, so it's a wrap. It was an amazing uh, talk with uh, Rachel today. And thank you so much for giving us such amazing tips, such amazing holistic advices. And I'm sure uh, the viewers out there would be uh, reaching you very, very soon to do one-to-one consultancy and, you know, to do, I mean, take your expertise. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to having you on my podcast as well. Thank you so much. A big, big thank you for all those who managed to listen to the end of the session, sending you warm wishes and good health. If this podcast has in any way motivated you to embrace your health, wellness and lifestyle, then don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to this channel. I love reading your comments, so don't hesitate and please send me your reviews, love and support. If you wish me to have some special guests over then, please drop their name in the comment section below. My team will make the magic happen for you. I will meet you in the next podcast with another amazing topic for you. Dr. D is now signing off. Until we meet again, stay healthy, live consciously and love endlessly.